Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. I have today what is probably the most requested piece of content across everything, and I'm bringing it to you here on the podcast for a great conversation, and that is what changes have I made in my lifestyle and this whole journey of health and wellness and weight loss that I've been on. Now, I'll tell you what, it was a lot easier to describe what I have done before because I always just like did a thing. I always did WW, which I still do love WW. I always would just do some kind of like Whole30 or like a crash diet or whatever. So it was very easy for me to bring that content to you. However, this time, if you have followed along with my journey, I took a whole different approach. And that is all thanks to the guest that I have on today, my friend, and just besides Jesus, she is the savior of my life, Amy Williams. (laughs) So I've got Amy here and and I'm going to let her introduce herself. But what I want to say about Amy first is Amy has been the person that's been the catalyst to the most radical change that I've ever had in my life. Um, It has been the most amazing health transformation. And I truly, I understand that I did the work, but I need, you were the catalyst to that for me. And so I'm so grateful to bring Amy uh, to you guys today. And we're going to talk about the exact thing that I did, the reason that it worked, the things that we're eating, the things that we're doing, why this is such an amazing thing that can enrich your life in a million ways, not just health, but just total vitality of everything, in my opinion. I would like to take a second to thank our sponsor of this episode and a product. Talk about a product that I love and have loved for years and years that you guys have probably heard me talk about before. And that is the CO2 carboxy gel treatment. Uh, You can use it on your face and your body. You guys hear me say just like CO2 mask. That's what I call them on Instagram. Basically, this mask, in my opinion, is like the holy grail of beauty. It brings hydration to your skin, helps you maintain healthy skin. It builds and maintains that youthfulness, gets rid of inflammation. It does so many things. Trust me, if you have something coming up where you need to just glow and look amazing, this is like an overnight thing that you can do and just look beautiful and dewy and glowy. So the code living fully will give you 15% off on your very own CO2 mask. And we'll include that link in the bio. Okay. So Amy, Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Amy is studying to be an NTP. That's kind of Amy's kind of background with this. But I tell you what, Amy is passionate into the marrow of her bones about health and helping other women achieve optimal health. So I'm going to let her talk to you a little bit about where her health journey and her life kind of brought her to today and why she's so passionate about it. Okay. Wow. Mallory, you're 
first, way too nice. Uh, she put me behind Jesus and that's a high pedestal. I don't know if I'm that great. Um, but yeah, like she said, my name is Amy Williams and I am the woman behind the Instagram, Amy Migdalia. Uh, Migdalia is my mom's name as well as my middle name. And y'all, there's like thousands of Amy Williams on Instagram. So that's why I chose Amy Migdalia because it has significance from a family standpoint and kind of sets me apart. Um, But like Mallory said, I am studying to be an NTP, which is an acronym for nutritional therapy practitioner. So I take a holistic approach to health and wellness and look to help restore and support uh, bodily functions so that you can live a life that's filled with vitality. So essentially what Mallory said, instead of just surviving each day, you're waking up each day and you are, you're thriving. Your body is working as it should and as it was created to. And so that's kind of the approach that I take. I have like a three-step process. The one that Mallory and I are going to be discussing today is all about eating, but your environment and extras are also super important in um, balancing out your health. I love what you just said, because we are not put on this earth to keep our heads above water. I don't think I think that there are so many challenges that happen in life, but there's so many amazing things, too. And if you can just put yourself in a position to live life feeling good, feeling clear headed, waking up in the morning with energy, Man, can you handle a challenge in a different way? Man, can you carry a pregnancy in a different way? Can you lose weight for a special occasion in a different way? Whatever it is that people are coming to this podcast for, if you can figure out how to do this, I know from personal firsthand experience, this was life changing for me. And I am a professional at weight loss. I knew I already knew how to lose weight. You tell me I got to lose 30 pounds. I can do it. Not with an eating disorder or like anything like that. I'm not like trying to be a, uh, you know, say, oh, I just you just starve yourself and do this. But I know how to do that. But I also know now on the other side of this journey and having done that for years and years and years, this is a different thing. This is just what you just said, making your body work like your body's supposed to work. And that doesn't just happen naturally. You've really got to work at looking at what you're putting in your body and making some changes. It's not a life overhaul, but it is some specific changes. But the reward is 10 times better. I can't believe I'm saying this than the piece of cake. And I will say, (laughs) okay, it took me a solid eight weeks to be able to be like, you know what? I feel better than the cake tastes because in the first eight weeks, the cake was way better, way better. Oh, we fought. We fought about cake. A we, lot. <laughs> <laughs> we fought about cake, carnival, carnival foods. I mean, Gas you station know, foods. Valerie was like, well, I don't understand. I've been able to have this forever. But you made a good point when you were speaking that everybody should want to wake up feeling good, feeling energized. I think part of the problem is most people think it's normal to wake up without energy mm-hmm. or to have bloating after eating mm-hmm. or to have acne all over their face. Like we've normalized that. Mm-hmm. So people think, oh, well, this is just normal. So I don't need to worry about it. Exactly. And they end up living in a chronic state of misery, thinking that it's normal. 
And I take the complete opposite approach. Your body is so smart. The way that the Lord created your body is it's almost like when you see symptoms on the outside, those are messengers to let you know something's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. And if we can fix what's going on on the inside, then the outward symptoms disappear. Mm -hmm. So talking about outward symptoms, let's talk a little bit about like my journey and the reason that we ended up in the spot that we did working together. So during the journey that I had with gestational diabetes, when I was pregnant with both boys, Amy helped me in small ways with like, eat this, don't eat this. Like we kind of started the conversation that we are having now, which is blood sugar and blood sugar regulation, especially if you are diagnosed with gestational diabetes or pre-diabetes, like what had just happened to me when we really did this overhaul. Um, You know, you kind of helped me through those things. So I had just been, I'd have been having all these crazy things happen in my life, this months and months of all of these things, a lot I've shared online, some of them I haven't. And I had been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. I was pre-diabetic. So I was waking up in the morning instead of my blood sugar numbers being resting in the 80s. They were at 130 and they had just put me on metformin to try and help bring those down. And Amy was like, no, no, no. She's like, I'm not going against doctors and what doctors saying, but I'm I'm just saying, let's try and fix this with nutrition first to get you off of this medicine. So that's where we started our journey. Yeah. In addition to those, she also was overweight. Yes. Inflamed and bloated not sleeping well, mm-hmm. energy was super low. And like she said, some other diagnoses from doctors that were scary naturally. And, and I was having constant nosebleeds. Yes. Like these just insane. Emergency all room nosebleeds. Emergency room nosebleeds. And all of these things were a result of these things that were just, it was like a volcano was happening in my body. And all of a sudden it would erupt and like, you'd see it on the outside, but like it just keeps brewing and brewing. And, and I was at the point where I was like, I have had three different doctors tell me three different things. They're telling me like, I've got to take all this medicine and like, I got to try this. So that's where Amy was like, okay, let's do this. So you put me very first, very simply on an eating plan. And I think what really helped me, you told me what I couldn't do. You told me what, like, these are the things I want you to look for and take out. You said, you got to start looking at the labels. You can't have any of these types of things. You have to stop eating by seven o'clock. You have got to have your water intake like I forget what it was, you know, then because I weighed more. But (laughs) you you told me those things and then you kept me accountable. You said, write them all down at the end of each day. Send it to me and then send me your blood sugar number in the morning. Every single morning, every single morning. And slowly but surely it went down and down. So did my medication went down and down. And here we are today. I've lost 25 pounds. I'm not on any blood sugar medication and I feel better than I've ever felt in my whole entire life. So let's start with that. What let's was start the- with that. I think let's unpack that because that was a lot. We'll start off with the doctors first and the metformin and the medication. So like you said, I am not against medicine or doctors. I think there is a time and a place for that. But a lot of the conditions, um, chronic diseases, diabetes, all of that stuff is a result of the damage that we've done to our bodies over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing I had to tell Mallory. Listen, I know you haven't had these issues in the past, but over, you know, 30 something years, you've done some damage. So that was the first thing. The second thing I had to get across to her was, Because it's taken this long to do the damage, it's going to take a little while 
to reverse the damage. So you got to be patient. It is not going to be overnight. It's not going to be a whole 30. This is not going to be, wow, I'm, I'm good to go in 30 days. That that's not this, Uh, this is going to be a bio individual approach for you and what you're dealing with specifically. So my goal for her, when we started out was not to stop the medication. The short-term goal was not to stop the medication. The short-term goal was to clean up what she was eating. The long-term goal was to get off the medication. So she was still taking three metformin when we started. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, these are going to be your food related changes. There were five of them to begin with. The first one was to cut out all sugar, processed foods, and the starchier carbohydrates. Now I say starchier carbohydrates and people think, oh, well then that's keto. Not necessarily because I wouldn't recommend that all clients take starchy carbohydrates out. Sweet potatoes are not inherently bad, but when you're dealing with a client who has blood sugar, fasting blood sugar numbers in the 130s, we need to take some of the starchier, higher glycemic load out of her diet temporarily. Because now I've been able to, since then, add those back into my diet. Yes, she and has sushi, she has rice, she has quinoa, she has sweet potatoes, baked potatoes, you know, all kinds of things that are balanced on her plate. She's not eating them in isolation. So that was the first like major thing. Like, Let's cut out these foods. The refined sugars and the inflammatory oils were like, Hey, these need to be out of your life for good because there are um, natural alternatives that are much better. So mm-hmm. let's get into the label reading. Okay. So I had her go in her pantry and I said, okay, you have some healthy things in there, like some nut butters which is totally fine to have, but I want you to look at your label and tell me what oil are they using in your nut butter? And sure enough, it was canola oil. Canola oil is an extremely processed, refined oil that has, uh, is really high in omega-6s and is not good for your body at all and can be completely toxic for your body. So I said, listen, because one of your concerns was also inflammation, we need to put out the fires you need to take out these bad inflammatory vegetable oils and get back to the good ones, like your olive oils and your coconut oils and your avocado oils and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Grass-fed butter. And I will say, too, that was one that was surprising to me because when I walk down the aisles of Whole Foods, I think, well, shoot. Like, everything's healthy. Everything's healthy. Grab the yeah. almond butter and then I'm eating it in smoothies and I'm eating it on a piece of toast and I'm, and I'm feeding it to my kids and you don't even think for one second. So that was really huge in my journey was this, Oh, reading this label, seeing that there were things that I never in a million years would have thought would have been unhealthy in a thing that I thought was healthy and removing that. Right. Yeah. The second one was the refined and artificial sweeteners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you look on your label and you see, refined sugar or refined cane sugar or things like aspartame or sucralose. Like those are all sugars that are not good for your body. That even though the sugar count might be less on the, you know, grams under carbohydrates with your aspartame or sucralose, your body breaks them down the exact same way it would regular sugar. Anyway, it sends a signal to your brain that you're having something sugar. And then on top of that, it's artificial. So you're putting a chemical additive in your body that's going to cause inflammation and wreak havoc on your gut anyway. Right. And I, I I would say like Truvia was an option that I could use, but like I was only putting it in a coffee like in the morning and Amy did try and get me to cut caffeine, but that was my (laughs) non-negotiable. I was like, I'll cut down two espresso shots to one, but I just cannot. 
you cannot steal all my joy. <laughs> well, we cut it out for one week. It was terrible. It was the worst and week it of was my bad, life. but it was, I, I needed to show Mallory um, her dependence on some of this food, whether it be the sugar or the caffeine and kind of just with the caffeine, give her body a little bit of rest from it um, because my rest blood sugar. And then I took back my unhealthy relationship with that. However, no, you're doing way better. Yes. Only one a day. But like, I cannot not with I love it. I love it too much. But here's how I changed it. Here's how we met in the middle. I used Truvia. So I wasn't I was always like, I'll just throw a Splenda in there. And Amy was like, no, you don't use a Splenda. Like I used Truvia. Probably if you were not me struggling with blood sugar, you could even use a natural sweetener like a uh, honey, honey or, garlic, or a maple right? syrup yeah. or yeah, I couldn't use those things. So I was using one trivia and then almond milk was another thing that just really blew my mind because I always think, oh, almond milk, super healthy. I'm fine with almond milk of oh. any kind. There's only one kind of almond milk that Amy approved from the store that I would shop at and it was called Malk. Then I started looking at the ingredients of almond milks and ones that I thought were healthy had all these gums in it and like cane sugar. Yeah. Why and the heck am I drinking in and in a- xanthan gum and guar gum yes. and all these fillers and uh, emulsifiers and preservatives? And it's yeah. like, wow, it, it, the sad part is people are turning to the almond milk because they likely have issues with conventional dairy. And you think, OK, this is the healthier option. But then the healthier options become just as unhealthy as the original dairy Great because point. of all the crap that they put in it. That's a great point. Okay, so I'm sorry I interrupted. Back mm-hmm. to the refined sugar. Okay, so that was that was the first food related change. The second was I told her she needed to focus on eating real, whole, nutrient dense foods that were going to nourish her body. So my motto is from the farm to the fork. Mm-mm. We don't want like the least number of steps between the farm and the fork. Mm-hmm. Like if she can pull that tomato out of her backyard and eat it, that's what I want her eating, which is great. But I know it's not completely realistic to people that ain't got no garden in the backyard. Well, no, but let's say if you got the grocery store, yes. you go to the produce section. Uh-huh. That's from the farm to for, or if you go to a local farmer's market, Mallory loves going to farmer's markets. I mean, even when she's on vacation, she's like, I'm at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great. You know, get something that's fresh. That's real, you know? Uh-huh. You look at um, a packaged food, like veggie straws. That's a good example because, you know, our kids be eating veggie straws. Mm -hmm. You look at a pack of veggie straws and then you go to the produce section. A sweet potato in the produce section, the ingredients are sweet potato. Mm -hmm. The sweet potatoes in the veggie straws is a, you know, blanched, dried sweet potato flour with um, canola oil and dextrin and yeah. mm-hmm. all these things. And you're like, wait, this is, it's, it, it's processed, yeah. it's refined. Man has intervened. I always say the Lord was so smart when he created the world. So let's eat what he gave us mm-hmm. instead of having, you know, humans intervene and mess it up. We're really good at messing things up. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. So from the farm to the fork. But so in reality for me, because and I had done a whole 30 before and I kept being like, Amy, am I just doing whole 30? And she was like, no, this is tailored to you. This is not something that we're stopping after 30 days like you. And there are some differences in whole 30s like for me with blood sugar issues. I cut out all fruit except for berries. I don't know what whole 30 
what the rule is with Whole30 if you can eat other fruits. So, and then also like, I'm trying to think there are a few differences with Whole30, but also Whole30 doesn't tell you water intake. It doesn't tell you you have to stop eating by seven o'clock. It does a much shorter time frame. Whole30 doesn't talk to you about balance of your plate. That was a really big thing that you talked about. That's the next one that I got into. Okay. Okay, So the third, the third food related change was I wanted Mallory to stick to protein, fat, and fiber. Those are like her three superstars. So we want quality proteins. So think grass-fed meats, wild-caught seafood. You want healthy fats. So think organic avocados, organic raw nuts, coconuts. She would get these coconut slices and like loved them. And then your fiber that comes from your vegetables, your leafy greens, um, stuff like that. So when you look down on a plate, I told her, look at your plate. Is there protein, fat, and fiber with every single meal? If there's not, you need to put it on there. And then when you look at your plate, your vegetables and leafy greens should be 50% of your plate. And then you have 25% of your plate with your meat or seafood, your protein, and then 25% of your plate with your healthy fat. And that provided a balanced meal for her that wasn't just good for her body, but also balanced her blood sugar numbers as well. So, so, so then that was a big thing for me because like in thinking paleo keto whole 30 thoughts that wasn't really in the mix with those types of like let's get healthy diets which i don't think that those are certainly better than a lot of ways of eating but i just think this works different for me because of this and so whereas i would think okay amy told me i can have eggs and in the morning i'd be like okay well i'm just gonna eat two eggs and he's like no eat saute a little bit of spinach on the side and eat like a quarter of an avocado with it. Right. Balancing that out. And, and a slice like, of base culture bread with butter. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to waste the calories. Like I don't want to like, why am I just going to add that in there if I don't want it? And she was like, because balance is so important for the function of like, once that food comes into your body, you've got to have the fiber and you've got to have the, all that right. stuff. I've so all three of those things affect your body um, from a blood sugar standpoint, protein, fat, and fiber do not have an impact on blood sugar. So they're not going to cause blood sugar spikes. Mm -hmm. The problem that we ran into with Mallory on the breakfast front is she's like, okay, I'll just eat two eggs. She has this calories in calories out mindset, which I understand because society tells us calories in calories out calories deficit. We lose weight. However, what ends up happening or what was happening for her is she would have one or two eggs in the morning And then by two or three o'clock, she's having a major blood sugar crash and her numbers are so low because she hasn't had a balanced meal that's going to help her feel satiated and full for the four to five hour increment between breakfast and lunch. So that was another food related change we made was no more snacking in between meals. We're having three full meals a day, protein, fat and fiber with each meal. And they should be big meals. They shouldn't be like, you know, a leaf and a piece of chicken or like, you know, a boiled egg. And that's it because you're going to set yourself up later on in the day. If you're under eating to feel hungry, to feel tired, to feel fatigued Mm -hmm. and to have no energy. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to talk to the person here who's listening, who is me five or six months ago, because I was thinking I'm not going to eat all of this food. Like I'm just not going to, it's going to make me gain weight. Like there's no way that I feel like I'm going to ever escape like the weight that I am right now or like feel better about myself because like if I eat this much food, 
It's never going to happen for me. So once this weight, because I, I have to speak to weight because I know a lot of women are driven to health changes from weight. I cannot gain weight now. I can't. I eat so much stuff, <laughs> but my body functions right. And I cannot even hardly get over like everybody always wants to know like specifically what I weigh. Like I, I'm like 120 right now. I can't get over 122 pounds. Even I'll eat big old steaks and I'll eat baked potatoes. And I'll, I'm sure if I went off the wagon and started eating unhealthy again, but like of the course. amount of food doesn't matter anymore for the first time in my entire life. And I think that you really have to really look at it as a health change and a lifestyle change of I'm going to get my body cranking again. So like I did eat breakfasts like in the beginning and I did do what Amy said. And I was like, I feel so full. I'm not hungry and I don't want to eat this in the morning. And she was like, just trust me. And I did. And it did not make me gain weight. In fact, it did the opposite. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? I feel like that's a hurdle for a lot of people. So you're not alone in that. And I'm sure there's someone listening right now who feels the exact same way, especially with, that's why I'm not a huge fan of fads and diets because outside of like whole 30 paleo keto, you also get into like the intermittent fasting and it's just, there's so much noise in the world of nutrition and health and wellness. If we can just dumb it back down, get back to the basics, simplify it, eat three meals a day, eat real food from the farm to the fork, you will be shocked at what changes you will see in your body. I'm shocked. And Mallory was shocked because the first two to three months, she was not believing that this could happen. And I'm like, just trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And I would say by month four, the weight really started to come off. And we were both like, wow, this is crazy. Yes. It, it is crazy. just falling off. <laughs> you're like, are you sure you're eating? I'm like, I just told you everything I ate yesterday. Like, it's just falling off. And then Amy was so, goes on to this tangent of, are you sure you don't have a tapeworm? Sweets were my thing. That was the thing that was hard for me. Something that's hard for a lot of other people is alcohol. I don't drink. So that was an amazing thing for me starting this journey. I didn't even have that component. That is something that you have to cut out in the beginning. That is an indulgence 100%. that you will add back in later once you get it under control. But it is a non-negotiable, I would say, in the beginning, wouldn't 1, you? 1,000% non-negotiable. And I am yeah, just here to attest to like, you know, removing alcohol from my life was a huge, amazing thing for me. I have a different journey than a lot of people do, but I'm sure that there will be more benefits than the, 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 the temporary pleasure. Exactly. Exactly. So anyways, um, so now when Mallory indulges, she has it with her meal mm -hmm. because if she's got a plate full of protein, fat and fiber, and she happens to eat the cookie with that meal, Guess what the protein, fat, and fiber do? It helps slow the absorption of the sugar from that cookie into her bloodstream. So it's not going to cause as big of a spike. Now, if two o'clock rolled around and she's not eating lunch or dinner and she just eats a cookie by itself, that's probably going to cause yes. a much bigger yes. spike. And 
I, you know, just kind of talking about blood sugar in general, I was a person that had zero blood sugar issues for the majority of my life. And now I'm a person who was borderline full blown diabetic. And when I, when I speak to blood sugar too, like I've been on insulin before, like I was on insulin, my pregnancy with Shepard. I understand mm-hmm. the challenges of blood sugar regulation, not, not near as much as a person that has been diabetic, especially since birth or type one or I, and I want to make that clear. I also want to make it clear too, that Amy and I are not suggesting if you are a type one diabetic that like you could potentially do this and like stop taking your insulin. Maybe right. you could help, but like, I just want to reiterate that like, I was on the borderline of a whole lifestyle shift that was not going in a good direction for me. Oh, yeah. And I was able to reverse it. However, I do think that a lot of people have these blood sugar and hormonal issues that stand in the way of weight loss and feeling optimal health and energy that they don't even get diagnosed with it or they don't have something like I had that caused them to even go to the doctor. And you know what? I mean... I buy my blood sugar monitors from CVS or Kroger. I'm so glad you said that because that was going to be the first thing that we hit on. Because people don't know. Just check it. It's $30. Exactly. You don't have to have a prescription. You can literally, like, who knows if you have blood sugar issues or not. You don't know until you grab. I have a, I think it's called a contour monitor. You, the pricking doesn't hurt. You look, prick your finger. And then I think a fasting blood sugar number is a great test of like where you're supposed to be you should be in like 80s and low 90s if you wake up and you're 115 above 100 above you've 100 got an issue. you've got an issue just like i did right. so there are different variants of course if you're eating a piece of chocolate cake at midnight that like may affect that number but if you're just like doing a normal day and you're sitting at that number that's something that's affecting everything in your life so if you um, want to go out and buy a 30 dollar monitor and like start checking your blood sugar i have a lot of friends who are very interested in blood sugar for for so many other things, not just being pre-diabetic. A thousand percent. And I think that's a great point that you bring up because a lot of people don't realize the link between blood sugar regulation and weight loss. And I think it's an important point to bring up. And this is how I like to explain it for the layman is when you eat a meal that causes a blood sugar spike, what your body does is it releases insulin in order to get your blood sugar back into balance. Well, insulin is your fat storing hormone. So anytime your body releases insulin to put things back into balance or back into homeostasis, your body goes into fat storing mode for six to eight hours, as opposed to staying in fat burning mode. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating meals that are blood sugar balanced meals, you're going to be in fat burning mode all day, all the time, all the time, which is what happened for Mallory. So think about this. She's working out. She's eating well. She's staying, her resting metabolic rate is higher. So she's burning more calories at rest post-workout than if she was eating a meal that caused an insulin spike. And now her body's turning in the other direction to store fat instead of burning it. Exactly. So if you that's can- a, that is important that people realize, even if you are not diabetic, even if you're not pre-diabetic, if you're having issues losing weight, think about your blood sugar mm-hmm. and the meals that you're eating. Mm-hmm. That could potentially be causing yes. spike because once you hit a spike and your body's releasing the insulin, you're going to be storing fat for about six to eight hours. And I think too another thing that whenever I brought my body back working the way it was supposed to work, I think my hormones really kind of fell into line after that too because I think blood sugar regulation, which is closely, I guess, I don't, I have no medical training at all. I'm just <laughs> learning from people like Amy, but. 
hormones and blood sugar regulation, like they all play this big role in weight loss and in health that you don't even realize. And I, I learned from Amy, like a lot of things like PCOS, I don't have PCOS, but you know, PCOS, I think it's a manifestation of blood sugar, isn't it? Amy ovaries, that's correct. Yeah. So anyways, you know, all of that it's is funny nice. that your hormones and all of that are tied to blood sugar regulation. Yeah which makes sense about like why my body was just doing a million crazy random things. All of a sudden it was like, it's over. It's over. This health thing for you and I is over. If you continue (laughs) on this path, eating the gas station biscuits and gravy, which I do still like, I can't eat them, but I do like that. You can push the button on the machine that the gravy comes out, that it's just fantastic. We don't know what the biscuits and gravy are made of. So we're not going to recommend that Mallory ever eat those again. (laughs) (laughs) I also like that neon orange nacho cheese that they have at carnivals and gas stations too. I am you guys. I am you, the listener. I am not Amy, but you can find a place in the world where you exist as a, as a better version of like who you are. Okay. Yeah. So we've talked about, and this was what I wanted the bulk of the podcast to be was explaining what we did and why. And so we've talked about eating changes. Now we need to go into the non-eating changes. Right. Which were really simple. I mean, you said I have to stop eating by seven o'clock. I need to work out 30 minutes, five days a week. And I needed my water intake to be up, up, up. Also stress level. Amy was like, you hit it. And then go ahead and talk about this. Okay. Let's talk about it. The first one that Mallory talked about really was getting a blood sugar monitor. So her first non-food related change was she had to monitor her blood sugar every morning and send me what her numbers were every single morning. She had to stop eating by 7 p.m. Why should you stop eating by 7 p.m.? There's actually a lot of studies now that say that stopping eating earlier in the day has more of an impact, uh, a positive impact on blood sugar regulation and lower fasting numbers than intermittent fasting does in the mornings. Hmm. Um, And what we were finding with Mallory specifically, everyone is different, but what we were finding with Mallory specifically is when she stopped eating by 7 p.m., her fasting numbers were lower every morning. When she was eating a piece of steak at 9.30 at night, her numbers were higher. So for her body specifically, she needed more time from the end of dinner until she woke up. So that was the first thing, stop eating by 7 p.m. Stress was a really big deal for her. We have to lower stress. Why do we need to lower stress? When we are stressed, our body goes into fight or flight mode, cortisol releases, and your cortisol releases, it affects your adrenals, which then affects blood sugar numbers. So we had to reduce stress in life, stress in work, stress with kids, parenting, waking up in the middle of the night. All of that stuff happens. And I get it. I'm a mom as well. So, you know, the nights when her son was waking up at 3 a.m. and, you know, she's up all hours of the night. Like, even though she might not be like thinking, oh, I'm stressed, her body is in a stressful state because she's not getting enough hours of sleep, which was the third non-food related change was get a minimum of eight hours of sleep every night. Like Mm -hmm. your body needs at least eight hours in order to recover and rest and get the systems ready to go for the next day. Mm -hmm. Sleep has such a drastic impact on health. People do not even realize um, that it affects everything. Like, yeah, just like food affects everything, sleep affects everything. And then mm-hmm. water affects everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I know water. Oh, she was water. so dehydrated, y'all. She was so dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So hydration was so important. 
what we found with Mallory is that she was really drinking no water. She was drinking coffee. She was drinking LaCroix, which LaCroix is just an artificial drink, really artificial carbonation and artificial natural flavors. Mm-hmm. So that's not really part of hydration. Like LaCroix, but in moderation, not as much water, <laughs> right? Not as your water. She was saying, oh, I'm drinking water. I drink LaCroix. I'm like, no, 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 no. That doesn't count for your water intake. <laughs> and my rule of thumb with her with water intake is you need to be drinking at least half your body weight in ounces. So whatever her weight was at the time, I said, you need to drink half your weight in ounces. Mm -hmm. And that was her water goal each day. So that's super important. Water, I mean, your body is, you know, majority comprised of water. Mm -hmm. Your cells need water to function. The systems of your body need water to function. Water lubricates your joints, your ligaments, your muscles. I mean, water is integral, Mm-hmm. as part of your eating regimen. I consider it a part of nutrition is hydration. Now, I will say that like for me, you let me add in those LMNT packets. So they're yes. basically like a liquid IV or something like that, but it's a cleaner version of them, just like yeah. the almond milk or the, you know, whatever. Like I just switched to the cleaner version and those really helped me. And I would drink a couple of those a day. They have magnesium in them and they were great. This is, you know, and they're, they're expensive, but it's like, you know, it did help me put something in my water so that I feel like I would drink it. Yeah. So Um, aside from the fact that Mallory wanted something flavored, hydration is also tied to mineral content in your water. And a lot of our bottled waters now are stripped of all of that through the filtration process. So you have to add it back in. So the element packets have the salt, which your minerals Uh, the magnesium, which your body needs magnesium for over 300 bodily functions, and then potassium. So that was a good way for her to not only zhuzh up her water so that it tasted how she wanted it to taste, she wanted to make a happy water, um, but it also added in those necessary electrolytes and minerals Mm -hmm. for proper hydration of her body. And, you know, that leads me to, because I, I also think it's a big thing, and I want to mention that, like, I didn't go crazy in the gym. I started working out like four days a week and I walk up a treadmill on the highest incline at like a 3.2 at the most um, for 30 minutes. And that's all I did. Amy wanted me to do more, but that's realistically where I could start with like what all I was doing in a day and everything. And I'm still not a crazy workout person. I do not do intense things. Amy does. Amy's pushing her car in her front yard like on any (laughs) given day if you drive by Amy's house. But like I don't. And I still found fitness and I found the way that my body looked the best with doing very minimal, but consistent workouts. Consistency. That is the word. That is the word. That is the word. So the last change we made was her exercise regimen. What I want all of the listeners to realize is there is not a specific workout that you need to do in order to lose weight. Mm -hmm. The workout or exercise or activity that you need to do is one that you will enjoy and be consistent doing. Mm -hmm. So for Mallory starting out, it was 30 minutes on a treadmill. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? That is not what I would do. But if that is what you know that you can commit to five days a week, that's what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Now, six months later, her exercise routine is a little bit different. She's added a little bit more. Her fitness and athleticism has increased. She was able to lose weight. So now she's a little bit, she can do a little bit more and she enjoys it. So she incorporates a little bit of weight training. She still does her walking, y'all. Mm-hmm. She still does her walking. But I don't, I do not ever work out more than 45 minutes on any given day. Correct. Ever. 
ever, ever, ever. And like, I don't think that a lot of people I think a lot of people think, oh, well, if I go to Barry's boot camp every day, I will achieve what I want to physically. And you just will not if you're not doing like what we talked about on the beginning of the podcast and like figuring out the optimal way that your body should be functioning because it's the right. food is such a big thing. You cannot okay. out train a poor diet. You cannot out train a poor diet. And let I me tried. tell you, I have tried. I have done it. Lord, I have done it. Mm-hmm. I have even done a fitness competition. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it did not address what was going on in my body. And after the fitness competition, I gained 12 pounds in one week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, been there, done that. I gained nine pounds a week at Miss America because they had an international buffet at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> I was the only state participating in the international buffet. I was like, you guys got to try this. They're looking at me like, are you an idiot? We've like been training our entire lives for this. I mean, I just didn't take it as seriously, but whatever. So I understand that long story short. But anyways, you know, I, I just think that that was very well said. And I agree that like, you know, those crashing like diet, like depriving our body things, they just they just don't work. Don't work. And it doesn't matter how many yep. hours you're in the gym, yep. gym doesn't for. Matter. Find what you love because if you love it, you'll be consistent. Yes, exactly. Okay. So now I want to finish the podcast out by talking about like what we can have by giving people some ideas, by going through the grocery store with Amy and like seeing the yes. things that she would grab. Here's what I also want to say. And this is why, like, I love WW still. And like Amy is like, no, I don't like the diets. And I understand that because I know where Amy's coming from, where I'm, you know, coming from, too. And I spent so many years like scanning things. Now I can still do that program if I choose to do that program with these food substitutions. Let's go through the grocery store, girl. So like I used to go through the grocery store and I was only scanning something or like looking at something and being like, how many calories is this? Or like what? I was never looking at a label. I was never doing blah, blah, blah. But I'll, well, I, I started that whole tangent by saying, well, the reason that I liked WW is because I didn't have to halt my life while changing my lifestyle. This, I feel like I did, I had to make some really strict changes, but I could still eat at restaurants. I would send you the picture of the menu and you would say, okay, choose the steak and the asparagus and you can have the, you know, beets on the side or the whatever. You, I, you can still live your life. I don't want anyone thinking, well, shoot, of course they lost weight and looked good because this is some kind of like, strict fitness competition, broccoli and chicken thing. It is not that. No, the first weekend we started, you went on three vacations. I know. And I, I mean, I go to 95 birthday parties a week. So oh, uh, 300 birthday parties. She's like, don't even get me started on the birthday party. <laughs> don't get me started on the birthday. <laughs> Every day is a party. Every day is a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> We're going through Whole Foods. I want to know, like, what are you throwing in your cart? What are the meals that you're making? What are the things that you're grabbing for? Yes. Okay. So I have two kids. I am busy. I need things not only that I can eat myself, that I, but I can also throw in my kids' lunches. Mm-hmm. So one of my go-tos is a chicken salad. And I'm not talking about a salad with chicken on it. I'm talking about Southern style chicken salad that you get by the scoop in Alabama. I went to school in Alabama and that's where I was introduced to it. And I love it. So I created a healthy version for that. So I'm going to start in the produce section and I'm going to get celery. I'm going to get spinach. I'm going to get arugula. I'm going to go around to the meat section and get two packs of chicken breasts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go into the interior aisles and get Primal Kitchen's avocado oil mayo, 
What people don't understand is mayonnaise is not inherently bad. It's oil and eggs mixed together. Mm. What makes it bad is the conventional egg and the inflammatory oil. Mm -hmm. So Primal Kitchen uses an avocado oil as opposed to a canola oil. And they use organic free range eggs in their mayo. So I get that mayo. I go get some organic raw almonds, some organic red onion, and I mix all that together at home. Other staples that I have in my cart in the produce section, I always uh, look for whichever fruit and vegetable is in season, mm-hmm. um, because if it's in season, it's going to be the freshest and it's going to taste the best. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of like in the summertime, that's obviously like strawberries, peaches, mm-hmm. um, watermelon, and- watermelon. Yeah. Right now it's like kiwi and citrus fruits and stuff like that. So I try to get like two or three fruits, organic fruits on hand. And then vegetable wise, I almost always have some, I always have spinach and arugula in my fridge because not only can I use that to make a salad, but I can saute it in some eggs. I can saute it in some taco meat. I can saute it with some chicken breast. I mean, it's just, I can throw it in a smoothie. Y'all it's so versatile, your leafy yes. greens. So I recommend everybody always have leafy greens on hand. Okay. Some other favorites in our house are broccoli and Brussels sprouts and carrots. They're easy to roast, chop them up, put some salt, pepper, olive oil, throw it in the oven. Boom. Done. Mm-hmm. Um, some, Starchier carbs that I like are sweet potatoes, turnips, parsnips. Um, I even like getting like the medley of like red and purple potatoes because mm-hmm. those have deeper coloring, which means they have um, more phytonutrients and they're richer in vitamins and minerals. So I'll even throw that in. Then we get into the perimeter aisle where we get into the meat section. So meat section, I go for grass-fed meats. So I look for grass-fed beef. I look for pasture-raised chickens. I look for um, wild-caught seafood. So salmon is one of our favorites. After that, we get into like the dairy and eggs aisle. And I get, I always get Vital Farms organic pasture-raised eggs. It's the tan carton if you are yep, that's what I um, new to Whole Foods or new to Vital Farms. And then in the dairy section, I will get yogurt, usually like a plain yogurt that's grass-fed. Maple Hill is a great brand that you can pick up. And I will sweeten it myself for my kids. So I'll get some like raw local honey and drizzle that on top of the yogurt, throw some fruit on it. And that can be a part of their breakfast. I like to do the Coco Yo one. Oh, if you can't have dairy, that's great. Coco Yo or Molina are great options that are made with um, coconut milk. And I would put pumpkin seeds, a little yes. bit of cinnamon and chia seeds in mine. Amazing. And so you're getting you know, your, like your fiber from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK, yes. so keep going. Here's what okay. I want you to go through is the the chip and snack in those middle aisles where I like We're to getting there. We're getting there, girl. So <laughs> in the milk section, Mallory said, if you can't have dairy and you need to do a nut milk, my, the only brand that I recommend in store, unless you make it yourself at home, is Malk. Mm-hmm. There are no emulsifiers, no gums, nothing. Like, I think their original one is literally just almonds, water, and salt. It is, yeah. I think you get the I, vanilla. I do too, but it's got like vanilla bean paste or something in that. So. Yeah, I think it's like maybe just like vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, I can't remember. But um, also, like, dairy is not the bad guy either that I learned from you. Like, I don't have a problem with dairy. I can still eat cheese and I can still mm-hmm. drink milk if I want. I'm not like drinking a big glass of milk before I go to bed, but you know, like, I can still eat cheese. And right. stuff. Everyone's different. Everyone's Everyone different. is different. That's why. I take a bio individual approach for me personally, I cannot have conventional dairy, but I do fine with raw dairy that has not okay. been pasteurized and has not been um, homogenized. Okay. So it's literally like 
from the cow's tit to <laughs> teat, Amy. <laughs> Forget from the farm to the fork, from the tit to the bowl. Lord. Let's go into the snack house because that's what Mallory is talking about. I've been about. really right. wanting to go back to go into the snack house. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're going into the snack house. Okay, so these are the snack aisles and the products that I told Mallory she can swap. So first thing is your tortilla chips. Mallory loves a good chip and dip, a good chip and salsa, a good chip and guac. So I said, instead of getting, you know, the random old brand of yellow corn tortilla chips, let's get an alternative. And that's where Siete comes in. Siete is uh, a company that focuses all of their products on being grain-free and it was born out of illness. One of the siblings was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition that prevented her from eating all grains. And it's a Mexican family. Wow. It's a Mexican family. And she's like, well, I still need to have my tortillas and my tortilla chips and all of the things that are a part of my heritage. And she started making grain-free options. So their tortilla chips are great. They're made with cassava flour. They're made with avocado oil. So we're getting into the healthy oils. Mm-hmm. Literally, they're made with ingredients that you can read and you know what it is. Yes. And also, I will say like me, I, bio individual, I could not start out eating the tortillas, but now I can. They yes. have amazing tortillas now with that yes. are made with nine different types of flowers. You can get the cassava ones or you can get the almond ones or you can or get the whatever. Chickpea or the chia. Yes. I mean, all kinds. Okay. Another thing in the snack aisle would be crackers. So who has some crackers? Love who kids that are great. And Simple Mills has some crackers. So like my kids take Simple Mills cheddar crackers in their lunches as an alternative to say a cheese it. Or an, you know, even Annie's like my kids take Annie's, which are organic, but I know there's cane sugar in like all the Annie stuff. Well, and like they have Annie's. other stuff in there that's not yeah. you know the best. That's where you got to. That's where you have. That's why you have to read your labels. You can't just look at the front and say, wow, it's organic. It must be healthy. Wow, it's gluten free. It must be healthy. You got to turn the box around, mm-hmm. read it. And if you cannot pronounce what is on that label, <laughs> do not buy it. Do not buy it, y'all. <laughs> Do not buy it. I'm I'm so serious. When you flip over a box of Simple Mills crackers, it's going to say almonds, rosemary, salt, baking soda, you know, things that we can pronounce and we know what it is. Yes. I know what an almond is. I know what it looks Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Do you know what calcium, phosphorate, dioxide is? (laughs) No. I don't know what it is. Okay, so other things in the snack aisle, um, things like popcorn. So I love popcorn, y'all, but the unhealthy part of popcorn is usually if the corn isn't organic and what oil they use. So Lesser Evil makes great popcorns that have, like their butter popcorn is flavored with um, grass-fed ghee. Mm -hmm. And their like salt popcorn is flavored with coconut oil and Himalayan salt. And the corn that they use is organic, like tastes just like your old Orville Redenbacher popcorn, Mm -hmm. but it's made with healthier ingredients. Yeah. Um, Another aisle would be the condiment aisle. So ketchups, mayos, mustards, even like your barbecue sauces or your buffalo sauces. Again, two big things here are your oils and your hidden sugars. So a lot of your ketchups will have bad oils. And it'll have sugar in it. Mm-hmm. So you want to look for brands like uh, Primal, Primal Kitchen. Kitchen. 
Yeah. They make a great sauce line. They have ketchups, they have mustards, they have mayos, they have barbecue sauces, they have uh, salad dressings, they even have marinades for meat. Yeah. And I will say another thing, like she was talking about her chicken salad and I was like, "Ah, I just want like to put chicken salad on a salad, but I want to make it different if I've got this for the whole week. And I would just add in that primal kitchen hot sauce to the chicken salad and I've made a buffalo sauce or I would use it like as my dressing or like just slicing up chicken and putting it on it. Like there were so many ways to use those sauces to spice things up and make me feel like I use different stuff. Yeah, I use the primal kitchen avocado oil mayo as a base for my homemade ranch. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, but ladies, I know y'all like that ranch. I like it too. My oh, kids we too. like the ranch. Okay. So you can get their jar of mayo and whip it up and it is delicious. How would you do that? So I get a can of their mayo, put the whole can in. And then depending on how thick or thin you like your mayo, you get a whisk. I put some fil- like filtered water in a bowl and I start whisking it. And then once it gets to the consistency I like, then I season it. And you season it with salt, pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, dill, parsley, and chives. And you got yourself a ranch, y'all. You mix it up, pour it in a mason jar, let it sit in the fridge for a couple of hours, and it is the bomb. I, I will add that on top of meats or to dip something or on top of a salad. And that is a healthy fat sauce because it's made with avocado oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about that too. There's so many, Mallory and I have talked about this a million times. Stop focusing on what you can't have mm-hmm. and focus on what you can have. And if you focus on what you can have, it's a lot more than you think. It's just like everything else in life. You know, if you focus on the negative, I know that's a very cliche thing that you hear all the time you are going to be attracted and drawn right to that negative. If you focus yeah. on the positive, you are going to be attracted and drawn right to the positive. And that's not even taking into account the way that you're going to feel, the life changes that are going to happen and spill over into your family and into a million other categories in life besides weight loss and the way that you feel. Yeah. So I just, I'm so glad that like we, we did this podcast today because I want people to A, understand this because I think, People have felt like, I don't understand. Tell me what to do. I'll do it. I don't understand. I want people to thoroughly understand what it is that we did. And of course, it's more individual to me, but 80% of it is something that you could absolutely implement right now and do yourself and you would have the same results. And I want people to feel empowered. I want people to be inspired of like why they want to make this change. If they didn't go into a doctor's office and look at them face to face and then tell them the same things that they told me, I want them to feel that from us today and be inspired to to do this in their own life and change their quality of life. Yeah. Find out whatever motivates you. For Mallory, yes. it was a scary diagnosis. For you, it could be your kids. It could be your husband. It could be your parents. It could be your future children. Yes. It could just be, I want to feel better. It doesn't even have to be for anybody but yourself. I want everybody to wake up in the morning feeling awesome. Because like, like we said at the beginning of this life is going to throw so many things that we can't even foresee at this moment at us. And if we can just equip ourselves at, with the, with the gift of helping our bodies to function the way they were meant to, we have so much more energy and so much more mental vitality and you just feel better and you can face the world better. And 
You know, this whole podcast is called Living Fully, and that's always my goal. At the end of every podcast, I want people to have a tool or something that they can take away where they feel like they can live fully. And man, is this something that can really enrich and fulfill your life if you just if you just do it. Yes. So. Well, I have a little something to help out your listeners. Well, hot diggity dog. I didn't My team and I created that. a couple of free resources. Awesome. Yes. I'm excited about it. The first one is a My Meals Daily template where you can plan out what you're going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then there's a grocery list template after that. Um, but the best part of it is I've also filled out both of them for y'all to take y'all through a sample day of eating in my life. That is going to be What is my typical day of eating? What do I eat for breakfast on a typical day? What do I eat for lunch on a typical day? What do I eat for dinner on a typical day? And I'll tell you on a typical day, it is quick. It is easy. It is nourishing. And then um, below that is going to be four breakfast ideas, four lunch ideas, and four dinner ideas. Um, just to like take the overwhelm out of amazing all of that. So you'll be able to find Thank that on the you from my listeners and from me, because I'm going to print that out as well, because that can stand in a lot of people's ways. They're like, oh, I heard it on the podcast, but I can't remember everything that they talked about for the entire hour. And I don't want anything to stand in anyone's way. So that's going to be such an amazing tool. Thank you. And my chicken salad recipe will be on there. Yes. <laughs> One of my personal faves. Awesome. So easy. Just eat a couple awesome. scoops, throw some crackers, some fruit. I mean, it's so easy. And I throw it at my kids' lunches and they eat it. You eat That's it amazing. cold. So you don't even have to warm it up. You can pack it on the go. You do not have to have a microwave or a heating source. That's why I love it. So versatile. Yep. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for that. But thank you. Um, Thank you. First off from me, from me for just changing my life in such a huge way. And I'm glad that I'm a person who experienced this that also has a platform because not only did you change a single individual's life, but you have the ability to change the however many tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that listen to this podcast lives too. And I just, I'm so grateful that this is your passion and that I have benefited from it. And now that my listeners had, so thank you, Amy. You're so welcome. I really can't say enough about Mallory though. And I'll just end with this. She has been, I mean, through the ups and downs that life has thrown at her and she has remained completely resilient and motivated and determined. And that goes a long way. Mm -hmm. So regardless of how bad of a situation you think you're in health wise right now, if you can have a little bit of motivation, a little bit of determination and a little bit of resilience and willingness to get back up when life, you know, throws you on the ground, you can do this. You can do it. You can do this because ultimately I can make all the recommendations in the world, create a specific plan for you, work with you one-on-one, hold your hand, but I can't put in the work for you after that. Mm-hmm. And that is really where real change comes is you deciding, you know what, it's time. And then you followed through with it. Mm -hmm. And that was all Mallory. That wasn't me. Well, thank you. It was the first time I was able to because it was delivered to me in the right way. And that is thanks to you. Well, you're so welcome. So 
Thank you, Amy. And thank you to everyone who tuned into today's episode. I'm so sorry that it's taken us such a long time to get this piece of content out to you guys. But I think this was the perfect capsule season to bring it to you guys as we come into the holiday season and as we are about to start 2022. Uh, What a way to start it by taking control of your health and changing your life literally forever. So thanks so much for listening. Thank you to Amy and tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.